0: Hi, this is Stuart Weems, and thanks for listening to the Investopoly podcast. My goal is to give you simple, easy-to-understand insights, strategies, and tips to help you master the game of building wealth. And in this episode, I'd like to talk about holiday houses. So I guess the first thing I'd say is that I'm a big believer in getting some balance when it comes to managing money. Uh, Of course, we don't know how long we'll be on this planet for, so we certainly want to make the most of every day. Uh, but that doesn't mean, by the same token, that we should go out and spend with absolute abandon without any regard to putting some aside for tomorrow. And it's just a bit about balance, really, I think. And so um, often conversations with clients, uh, we talk about, buying holiday houses or I get asked about buying holiday houses so that's my first point is that not everything you do is going to maximize your financial perspective or financial outcomes I should say and um, and a holiday house can certainly provide you lots of non-financial benefits so what I did is I sat down and compared two scenarios the first scenario is that you went out and bought a, a holiday house for about eight hundred thousand dollars that you used it throughout the year and particularly during peak periods but you might have put it on Airbnb uh, for the off-peak periods and that allowed you to generate around about $15,000 net of direct expenses such as cleaning and advertising and so forth. Um, the option two was obviously not to go and buy an investment property but instead to rent one. And I assumed that you rented at least for a couple of weeks during the peak period, during sort of Christmas and New Year period, and then probably sort of four weeks throughout the year typically uh, through um, school holiday periods and so forth so. They're the two scenarios that I compared. Now, a couple of things before we actually get to the results of that comparison. The first thing is you've got to be aware of the tax treatment. So if you think you, you can go out and buy a holiday home and negatively gear it like you would in investment property and save a bit of tax along the way, it's unlikely that you're going to be able to do that unless you um, make your best endeavours to make sure that the property is available for let throughout the whole year, including peak times. Now, if you're buying it for really lifestyle reasons, then it's probable that you'd want to occupy it during peak periods. Therefore, if it's not available rent through peak periods, then you, then the property's going to really miss out on most of its income or, or, or a large proportion of income it's able to earn. As such it's likely the ATO will limit your tax deductions to the actual income earned, which means that the, the, the property is not going to have a tax impact, unlike uh, negatively gearing into a, a pure investment property. The second comment is really what growth can you expect? So some holiday homes will be located in, say, for example, coastal areas that generate pretty strong capital growth. Um, and so it's possible that we can go and buy ourselves a, a holiday house and actually um, tick two boxes, a lifestyle and uh, potentially, dare I say it, an investment box. Um However, there's going to be some locations for holiday houses that are either going to be in sort of secondary areas or, or very much regional areas. And then they're unlikely to have a lot of capital growth. So it's in these numbers. What I do is I assume that we're purchasing, purchasing a coastal location or a location that's going to provide good capital growth, but not necessarily with the same level or of low volatility that an inner city location will provide. And the numbers are pretty surprising, actually. Uh, buying a holiday house isn't as bad, using the assumptions that I use, as I might have initially thought. It'll cost you about sort of, 10% of your overall wealth. So that is, you could be 10% richer in 10 or 20 years if you don't buy the holiday house and instead you rent. So that, that's, that's a, uh, you know, it's a reasonable proportion, I guess, but ultimately it's probably not going to change your life. You know, it's not going to materially move your retirement goals. So before you run out and buy yourself a, a holiday house, there's a couple of things I want to talk about. How do you do it well? And what are, what are the other key things to think about? So the first thing I would encourage you to do is be realistic about your usage. You know, I assume that we're using it two weeks over Christmas and years and four weeks through the year, so six weeks in total. Um, so that's a pretty, you know, that's, that's what, what's that, sort of about 45 days throughout the year. Um, if you're not going to use it that much, then uh, then you're probably better off renting. So be realistic about your usage. It's a little bit like buying a treadmill. People buy a treadmill, put it in the house, think, oh great, I'm going to run every night, and then it sits there unused for year, year after year. Uh, so if, if you've um, got other commitments, work, family, children, so forth, they can really impede your ability to enjoy your holiday house. Um, So how do you do it well? So if you're going to go and buy a, a property, how do you do it well? The first thing is you've got to determine your price point. And spending less doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be better off. So if you're purchasing in a location that's quite secondary, um then really the less you spend, the better. Whereas if you're going to purchase in an area that does have the potential to generate capital growth, then actually um, spending a little bit more and getting a better quality asset actually reduces your risk. So if you're in a coastal area... Spending a bit more in getting water views, for example, water views drive a lot of capital growth, that's actually in your better interest. The second thing is then apply the laws of supply and demand that apply to properties. That is, you want a strong land value component, you want scarcity, particularly in terms of water views and so forth, and then you want proven performance. So you only want to buy a house that has proven to generate strong capital growth over the past. Uh, so I've included more information in the show notes and links and so forth. Uh, so that's Holiday Houses, people. Until next time, bye for now.